Welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless. I'm your host, Carly, and I'll be your guide on this journey from consciousness to cluelessness and back around again. Today on the podcast, I talk to Katie J. Jones. Katie is a manifestation coach, women's circle facilitator, 300-hour certified yoga teacher, and spiritual meditation guide. Her mission is to help the world heal through the power of aligned, intentional manifestation. She does this by holding space for growth and transformation through a spiritual yet practical coaching style for groups, private clients, community gatherings, and retreats. I have personally had the pleasure of working with Katie, and she is truly amazing. We get into so many good things in this episode. I cannot wait for you to listen. We can go ahead and get started. So first of all, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Very excited to chat with you and just excited to connect more with you because you have been a shining presence um, in my social media and just I've learned a lot from you already. So thank you for being here. Absolutely, Carly. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So I like to start with the question. The podcast is called Consciously Clueless. Um, And I had that idea originally just because I realized I was on this journey of like finding those levels of consciousness and whether that be in terms of um, mindfulness or just like sustainability or whatever that means to people. And then also those days where you're like, I'm clueless. I know absolutely nothing (laughs) and everything in between. So I like asking people when we get started, like, where are you feeling in this moment between conscious and clueless? Like if it's a spectrum. (laughs) I love that this past weekend I was in training all weekend long as one of those intensive trainings and Mm -hmm. it was all about I mean it's within the curriculum of trauma release exercises tension Mm. and trauma release exercises and I learned that our fascial tissue carries our consciousness and it carries our intuition and that, you know, that fascial tissue lies like just below the skin Mm -hmm. level uh, between the skin and the muscle basically. And, you know, it's like what we are massaging, right? Like when we get massages and stuff, I mean, there are obviously deep tissue massages and that those are beneath the fascia. Right. But, you know, just like touch is like really satisfying because that fascia gets to move underneath us. And I was learning this and I was like, I know absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I was learning this this weekend and I was like I know absolutely nothing like I am just here to sponge it all in and like learn as much as I can because I don't feel like I know anything like I've been playing with the oh am I a manifestation expert right and I'm like what is an expert even you know like what does that even mean so on the I'm like totally clueless to answer your question I love that though, because that doesn't mean that you stop, right? Like sometimes it's easy to be like, I don't know anything I give up, you know, instead of that, like beginner's mind, I don't know anything, but I'm going to try to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. When you have that beginner's mind of like, I, there's nothing that I can't learn, right? Mm. Because I mean, if there's anything, like the only thing that we really needed to learn from school was how to learn things, not what to <laughs> learn, right? Yeah. You have to choose what to learn, but there's, yeah, like you can, you're absolutely infinite in the things that you can learn in this reality. And like, even our challenges and our problems are like here to teach us something. 
Yes. Yes. Making that shift has been instrumental in my own growth. Like looking at the challenges, looking at even just the smallest of things, it doesn't have to be like monumental trauma, but that too. And just looking at it from that lens of like, what am I taking away from this experience? It God, it just makes everything that much more digestible. I, I mean, like it makes it so it's like, okay, the universe doesn't hate me. <laughs> like, I can take some things away from this and probably grow and learn a lot. Yeah, exactly. Like when you have that self-awareness, just the base level of self-awareness of like, oh my gosh, I, I play a role in this. Mm-hmm. And you realize that like, it, it, it's heartbreaking for a lot of people because it means you, yeah. you have to take responsibility. Yes. You know, you know? oh no, boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's a tough one. It's just why all my healer friends, you know, all the people that are in the, what I call the awakening workforce, the light workers, the, you know, the health coaches, like all those folks, the yogis, all of them, Mm -hmm. like they're all here for the betterment of, you know, to, to, to help improve the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And like lifting those folks up I've found has like created this ripple effect, Mm. you know, and everything is stemming from like this, this heart place where we can, it's not so much like you mentioned before, maybe we started recording where it's like not so much just Western Eastern, but like a blend of whatever, like what you're drawn to, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever modality you're drawn to. So on social media, you are, well, manifester, where did manifesting come into your life? Tell <laughs> us about that if you want, because it is something that has been something for me just in the last year of my life that has really come into my life. And so I still feel like I'm clueless, <laughs> um, but it has been so important and so mindset shifting for me. Um, so I'm curious where that came from for you. Yes. When did manifestation come into my life? I mean, from day one, because I was born into a family that believed in like unseen forces to support us. Mm-hmm. Right. That mm-hmm. was just, that wasn't, you know, it was just as magical as like these computers that were showing up in our homes at that point. Right. I grew up in the I was born in 91. So I remember having like those big computers in our homes and, (laughs) and like, (laughs) you know, just not understanding how it works. I'm still amazed by Wi-Fi. Like, what is it? You know, like we can't see it. Like, does our fascia feel it? You know, like we don't know. Yes. yes. Girl, I was born in 92. I was with those big computers. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so, you know, the that the computers and the way they've worked has been a mystery to me just like whatever that outside force is that we're praying to all the time mm. is a mystery to me but it doesn't change my trust in it so interesting parallel yeah so i would say because i grew up in such a like you know you could go you could probably say a strict christian home but are just like mm-hmm we're Christian. Like we were, you know, we prayed before all of our meals. We prayed before bed, like these same mantras again and again and again and again, just like drilling into our heads. Like, you know, I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me. And so like, I don't identify as Christian anymore, 
for <laughs> reasons we could <laughs> do a whole podcast about, but, um, <laughs> but those same principles, like that is manifestation. And when I watched the secret, mm. when I was 17, I was like, Oh, easy. Like, I know how to put all of this stuff to work. You know, like this, yeah. is, this is what I've been doing my whole life. Like y'all are just, I thought I was weird for like being in a restaurant and praying over our meal. I was like, nobody else is doing this, yeah. but I also really like looking at anyone else's table. <laughs> so anywho, it's been like interwoven into my entire life. Basically. That's so interesting that you bring up religion. I'm glad we're like getting into this right off the bat because, um, there was somebody who mentioned to me that, you know, when I started getting into this, I I talk about this in the podcast all the time. When I am first interested in something, I like dive in. I'm like, this is my life now. I will research and read and watch videos and like immerse myself. So I was all in, like once I was hooked, I was all in. I was like, give me everything. Give me the tools. I was saying like manifest it all the time. Like it was just out of control. And somebody in my life was kind of like, you know, I know this isn't what you mean, but like, I just had such a, a bad um, experience with religion and organized religion in my past that when you say, oh yeah, girl, you manifested it. That to me feels like that. And she was like, I know that's not what you're doing, but um, it just like makes me a little uncomfortable. And I had never thought about that. I never, mm. I didn't, I technically grew up Christian. Mm. Um, it was one of those, like when the grandparents were in town kind of Christian, <laughs> but like, I didn't have like what you're describing. Um, so I just didn't even would have never connected them. Cause for me, they were just like vastly different. So it's so interesting that you bring that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The religion thing, <laughs> because all manifestation is, is bringing something that's outside of the physical reality that you're looking at right now. Like you look around and you say like, I want something better than this or bigger than this or smaller than this or more minimal than this or uh, further in nature than this, whatever it Mm -hmm. is. And that is now in non-physical form, right? Like you've thought about it and it's now floating around out there as as a desire and all you have to do is connect to the belief that you can have it so if that's because you believe that there's a loving god out there that's like of course you can have it boom there it is like yeah if that's what you believe that's what you will create in your reality whereas if you believe that you have to hustle and you have to grind and you have to sacrifice in order to get there then you will manifest that reality right and so it doesn't it it's less about the belief path, the actual journey that you take and more about the realization of, we're going to go really deep here. Do it. The realization, Do it. <laughs> <laughs> the realization of your life purpose, which is basically like to come down to earth, to experience it for a while, to have a good time, to learn some lessons, to grow, to like meet some people, to heal some trauma that you're going to inevitably get because you're a human, you're going to get some trauma and then you're going to go back into being consciousness and loving, loving spirit, right? Like that's what, that's what we are in these skin bodies in these like animal suits. We're 
these loving spirits. So like the path that you, and I know the podcast might not get to see my hands, but the path <laughs> that you take to get there, there's a plenty and many, an infinite number of paths you can take. It doesn't matter if you believe in God or you believe in a universe or you believe in angels or you believe in the power of community. It doesn't matter. Just believe in something that's bigger than yourself because if you have to do it alone, then that is what you're going to create. Yes. You just gave me chills. <laughs> I think so going off of that I think you just kind of started into a manifesting 101 like there's this idea that I think is very present if you kind of do like a surface level scoop of manifesting on social media or on the internet or whatever if you google manifestation it is overwhelming um but the idea I think there's this stereotype or misconception or whatever it is that it doesn't um, require any work or any action or anything like that. And that's not true, <laughs> but, it's, but it's an interesting way to, it's hard to describe it. Like, I'm still not even sure how to totally describe it because you just said like, it's you, if you believe you have to hustle and grind, okay, that's what you're creating. If you believe that you can have it, okay, that's, that's what you get. But like, what is, what is the, just the belief there's still work on that path. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. There is most definitely still work on that path. It's just not how you think the work is supposed to be because mm, I'm like, mm, how will, how deep are we willing to go right now? But <laughs> like, if you, if you believe that your work in the world is determined by how much you produce or how many you know, clients you have or whatever, then you're constantly going to be trying to prove in that way. Right. But if you believe that the work is sometimes it might look like you taking care of yourself. Sometimes the work might look like you going to therapy. Sometimes mm -hmm. the work might look like you starting a business, right? It just depends. Yeah. It's never going to feel like hustle and grind. That is the patriarchal paradigm that we grew up in The you know, like, yes, it, the work, like when I show up, this doesn't feel like this. I'm, I am making like me being on podcasts and talking about what I love to talk about makes me money. So like, and it feels good, right. Because I'm talking right. about things that I love to do so I can have both. Right. right. Like, but it, it's still action. Mm -hmm. I still get the, like, I want to be on two podcasts this month. Boom, boom. They manifest, right? Yep. But I have to go do those podcasts and I have to show up for those podcasts, yep. right? That's the action, but it doesn't feel like work in the traditional sense of like hustle, grind, sacrifice, doing the type of work you don't want to do. Yeah. That's the other part is that there's the capitalist system makes us believe, I think that we're supposed to do a job that like kind of makes us miserable. That's like the, that's the joke, right? That it's like, oh, we have to do that 40 hour a week job that sucks. But the weekend I get to live on the weekend. And when you think about that and you like say it out loud, like what a shitty system, right? Yeah. Who, <laughs> whose idea was that? Like not, some, I mean, <sighs> I was talking about this with my um, roommate because um <laughs> again I'm like how deep do we go we were talking about <laughs> him potentially syncing up with me right like 
Mm. Right. Like my, my female roommate and I, we've already synced up our cycles, but he's like, I don't know the way that he describes his patterns. I'm like, you're ovulating. (laughs) 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 And so then we launch into this whole discussion about whether or not, you know, like who invented the eight hour work week and who it benefits, right? It's benefiting the male body whose cycle goes in a, in a, in a, um, the, the typical male body that whose cycle goes in a day, 24 hour yeah, period. 24 hour period. Mm-hmm. But women, of course, you know, like our cycles are more on the 28, mine's more like 30 two to 34 day Mm -hmm. cycle right so Mm -hmm. it's like you know we we learn and we track and we do the best that we can and it was just so interesting like (laughs) to talk about this potential blending of 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 our cycles but anyway back to the um the question which was about taking action there's always going to be action maybe it is tracking your cycles to understand like right this is why I'm feeling this way right now, you know? So yes, to answer your question, there is action, but it doesn't need to be anything other than what feels good and what is going to drive you forward. But the catch is if you're in the place of, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy. This isn't like, who's going to pay me for this. Then you're in quote unquote, inspired action steps that you receive your divine downloads are going to be in that vibration. They're going to be in the vibration of mm. doubt and fear and whatever. So you have to have some sort of way to handle those fears. Cause it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're growing and up-leveling, you're going to have fears, right? So yes. Yes. You gotta have a way to move through them and to take action from a place of, I can do this. This, my success is inevitable. This is for the highest good of all involved that I do this, right? Like, because when I feel good, I can overflow and fuel the, the work around me, my mission and my calling. Right. But I have Mm -hmm. to take care of myself first. So it just allows you to give you, I mean, that's the why I'm calling everything I do ease because it's like giving you permission to take it easy, you know, to like, really feel into like what it is that you need to feel supported in whatever it is that you're called to do (laughs) in this life, you know? Yeah. And it feels like get just getting out of your own way. Like that is the biggest thing for me. I had this really intense journaling session on the new moon and I was just like, why do I, I was looking back through my journals and I was like, why do I always keep saying Uh, the thing I need to release is doubt, doubting myself. Like, okay, I've been saying that for months. Like it's not releasing, like what is happening? And I just like made myself journal. And what I kind of came to was I was feeling shame around what I was asking for. I was feeling bad for the things I was asking for on my list to manifest. And I was like, I'm in my own way. Why am I feeling bad for asking for the desires on my heart? That's silly. <laughs> so like for me, it's just been learning to just get out of my own way. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I mean by like the fears, the doubts, the shame, the guilt, the mm-hmm. frustration, the anger, the resentment, the shame, like all of it's gonna come up at some point. <laughs> it's inevitable, yes. right? It's inevitable because- 
it's, if it's not all of the past triggers that we've accumulated to defend ourselves in the past or to run away in the past or to freeze and pretend like we don't exist and numb out in the past, like all of those are still trapped in our body. So we're moving through mm. that process constantly, constantly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a constant process because even if you've cleared everything in the past, just going out of your house <laughs> <laughs> is terrifying sometimes these days. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts and I've been thinking a lot about this and I haven't really like explored it much but given that you were just in this intensive about trauma, how do you call, like, how do you juxtapose someone experiencing trauma and saying they manifested it? Like that kind of, that's a really simple way to put it. And I know that, but I, um, in my past have worked as an advocate for survivors of dating violence and sexual assault. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I, I wouldn't sit there with a survivor or with a friend or looking at myself in the mirror and say like, you manifested that trauma. And even if that statement is true, like how do you, like, how do you explain that? Or how do you wrap your head around that? Cause I'm struggling there. I'm so glad you asked this because I've been thinking about this for a long time. Um, I was recently in a, I guess you could say a round table within a group coaching program that I'm a part of okay. um, with a woman named DL Sharon. She's been my business coach, like since I got started basically, and now I'm a peer mentor. And we were talking within this group about um, being black and mm -hmm. manifestation and all of the mm -hmm. things that don't match up right with those things it's like mm -hmm. well how can you say that we manifested slavery you know like these types of yeah. people have been like running through in their head and that's okay in those moments of space holding is not the time to launch into what I'm about to tell you but I will go into those moments in a second when I, when, like, when I, the way I can reconcile it, it's like the way that we, that you can say like you manifested it is because what are we? We are souls in skin suits, mm -hmm. right? Who chose to come down to this earth and experience trauma. Mm -hmm. We chose to come down to this earth and experience conditioning and domestication. We came down knowing this was going to happen, but forgetting that it would, right? <laughs> So, <laughs> so that's all it is, right? We cannot control what happens to us in our reality. I, I can't control whether or not my, um, like I, I can't like sit here and manifest that my neighbor not throw a ball through my window. Like I can't do mm. that, right? Things are always going to happen to us. The, the point is that those things don't have, like when those things happen to us and it affects us for years, that is an issue, right? Whereas like, and by, by issue, I mean, that's a dysregulation of our nervous system mm -hmm. because your nervous system is trapped in that trauma, replaying it again and again and again, and can't come out back to rest and digest. Right. So yes. that's what I mean by it's prolonged for years. Yeah. So <sighs> there are ways to move through trauma though, right? There are ways to move past limiting beliefs. There are ways to move um, through the limiting stories and the conditioning 
and the domestication. I had this aha moment with a client the other day about domestication. I was like, that's why they call us bitches. Oof. Oof. Oh, We're shit. Domesticated. We are Ugh. so domesticated. And I don't mean like we're in a home and we're taking care of our home. That's not what I mean by domesticated. I mean like a dog. Yeah. Like my dog knows where he's supposed to be, when he's supposed to be. Like I don't walk him with a leash. Like he's domesticated, right? Like mm-hmm. he ain't going anywhere, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. He needs me. Ooh. Yeah. So when we learn how to release the conditioning that we've been raised in, that's been passed down through generations of trauma that we are now experiencing trauma in our current reality, right? When we have those, those, those um, technologies, those practices, those rituals, the, those spaces that we feel safe and held and able to process that trauma, like that is a game changer because then you can now come back to rest and digest, which a lot of people did like when you're in that, like when I'm witnessing this during this training, like people going through this process and like, their bodies are basically um, having these neurogenic tremors as they're called. And like people just experience bliss and pleasure and like delight and joy, you know, some things that they haven't been able to feel in a long time. So the more that we have these types of practices that work for you, that you feel called to that um, open you up and feel expansive. And like, you know, right. Like, you know, when someone feels authentic as a space holder, because it's not about like them healing you. Right. Like I'm not hiring my coach to heal me or fix me. I don't need to be fixed. Right. I just need someone to hold me in my power and truth and to look at me like I'm infinite and like, I am love. And like, I am literally creating this entire reality right and I, and I want them to hold me to that standard so are you manifesting trauma yes in the sense that you knew that you were going to come down to this earth but mm-hmm. thing bad things are going to quote unquote bad things are going to happen but if you label them as bad then you can never find the good and you can never move through it because you'll yeah. just be trapped as bad 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 in your reality yeah. be trapped as bad in your energy so the work that I do is like clearing that out, right? Like release, like stirring it up and releasing it both um, consciously through conversation, energetically through breath work and trauma release exercises coming soon. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) and also through meditation, right? Like bringing them back to a state of just like peace and calm that they get to practice doing because our minds have to be reconditioned to that. Yes, totally. And I think that something I've been thinking about in relation to this too, is just that like the more work we're doing and the more we're spreading that, like we're changing the public consciousness, like we're changing the collective consciousness and maybe the collective consciousness was just in such a place. Like we talk about these like systems of inequality that, um, that was, that was overtaking everything else that was overtaking the light or whatever you want to say and changing that collective consciousness makes me feel hopeful that when I'm feeling really like as an activist feeling defeated being like no this work is about changing this public this collective consciousness so those systems can be broken down and remade 
Yeah. That's why I said earlier, the awakening workforce. That's what I call. Yeah. That's beautiful. I heard that. I heard that from a woman named Claire Fox. Oh, I love that. And I just have to say, I think that's what you described about, you know, like wanting a coach or that relationship, I think is why I am drawn to you and have done breath work with you because I have had, um, I'm Reiki attuned. So I went through that process and the last attunement that I had was really jarring and really scary. And I did not like it and I did not feel safe. And it like pushed me away from energy work for quite a while. And I, it just like gave me this, this level of distrust in people that were going to do that kind of work with me. Um, so doing like breath work with you, that's exactly why I feel safe to do it is because you hold space in that way. Mm. Thank you for sharing that, Carly. Yeah, of course. It's, it's a huge, it, it was like a huge deal for me to try that because I'm so much, and we've talked about this, you know, with other people, um, in breath work, Katie does breath work and I have joined. That's what I'm talking about here. It's amazing. Um, you can tell us more about where that's headed, um, at some point, but, um, being really good at like facilitating healing and change for other people. And then being like, I'll, I'll figure my shit out later. (laughs) That was me for like a while being like, no, no, no. I love helping people heal, but like, Ooh, I'm, I'm not ready for that journey. When do you feel like that shifted for you? Um, great question. One, I think the like, big kind of billboard sign was going to therapy when I went to therapy and I had a space to just like absolutely let everything go and not worry about being judged or not worrying about who was going to know or what people were going to think and like like feeling a taste of that having a taste of that kind of freedom I think catapulted my journey um, to just being, being more comfortable to continue to do the work and, and excited. It like shifted it from being like this thing I had to do and get off my list. Like I have to deal with my shit. (laughs) I have to do that someday (laughs) to this thing where I'm like, oh, wow, it's really like, I like diving into some of these things. Yeah. It's not all like sunshine and roses every day, but like, I'm excited because I have a taste for what can be on the other side. You know, like, I'm like, I look at a year ago right now and where I was and the work I've done and the releases I've done and all that. And I'm like, damn, like, look what can happen when you work on yourself. Who knew? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And one of, as one of my clients once told me, the better it gets, the better it gets. Oof. Yes. Yes. It's yes. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. So it's, I'm really glad that you asked that question about like, do we manifest these things happening to us? Because it's, it's one of those things that like, for the longest time, I was like, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. And even if my explanation doesn't work for you, it's really important for us to remember that like, we don't know how Wi-Fi works. (laughs) (laughs) 
do you know how a tree grows out of an acorn like explain that to me mm-hmm. like there's magic all over the place right and if you want to focus on the things that like have have that are inevitably going to happen in this lifetime meaning like pain and loss and grief and suffering as opposed to how can we move through those by supporting one another and being able to hold space for one another for whatever that person needs at the time right Mm -hmm. and if more of us knew how to do that then like more of us could move through it allow those emotions to process and release and like tell those stories and really look at it and like flush it out and do the shadow work and love on yourself and release it and forgive and have compassion and all those things (laughs) just throw it all together you know (laughs) then we can together move through these effed up paradigms that we live in you know and start start healing things like it starts with us Mm, yes absolutely I think that this question of do we manifest these bad things actually started in the beginning made me question the idea of manifesting and like, is this, does, is this a, is this a thing? Because then it started to feel like a really privileged thing because I was like, yeah, like, okay, I can manifest my reality, but like, I'm a privileged white girl who's had a pretty good life. So yeah, that makes sense to me. But like how I started thinking, like, how would I have this conversation with other people who have not had these experiences and you kind of started to touch on that you said with your round table and that was another thing that i really um wanted to chat with you about if you are willing and comfortable to do so is just being a black woman in this space because it is a very privileged co-opted um space by white women like it's you know like yoga <laughs> and those types of things um So I'm really curious to hear more about that from you. Are you referring to the manifestation space? Yes. Okay. Being a black woman in the manifestation space. I mean, there's definitely like a lot of stories that come up that are like, that are comparative stories, right? Like, okay, well, they're, they're three years in and they had this level of launch. Like, why haven't I had that, you know? Mm. And it's very, I would say it's very subconscious. So I have to do a lot of work around like bringing it into conscious focus so that I can do some healing work around it. Mm-hmm. That's why I have my coaches and my mentors and my circles, right? Right. Um, outside of what it is that I'm offering to the world, right? Like those are completely separate. So um, I would say it's funny because, you know, I grew up in a, like a predominantly white world. Like I Mm -hmm. grew up in a gated community in a suburb of Austin, Texas. And, and before that I lived in Houston and there was a lot more diversity in that classroom but I left that that city summer after third grade so okay I I I like basically grew up with like mostly white classmates and it didn't ever phase me like nothing like seemed off right (laughs) I mean I I knew it like I could see that I was like one of the only black kids but like no one treated me any differently right like Mm -hmm. not that I noticed and I think part of that is like because of the way that I was raised right like my parents taught me to just like 
I mean, my mom and my grandma taught me like energy blocking affirmations for as long as I can remember. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I've been playing with manifestation for a while now. Yeah, totally. I mean, you probably heard them like, I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks onto you, you know, like, I don't need that shit. Bye. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, seriously. So I feel like I've been, that's why I always joke that I've been groomed for this my whole life, like being a manifestation coach, because like, I've been playing with these principles for a long time now. And I am on my path and focused on my path. And I basically have stopped. I I don't follow anyone in the space. Like I only follow my clients because that's why I'm on Instagram is to grow my client base. Right. Like I have my mentors, I have my coaches, I have my support systems. And like, I'm sure when I'm ready, a new one will come up. Like when that time is appropriate, like for example, this trauma release exercises course, like I heard about it it called to me, I researched it. And I was like, I want this, like, this is, you know, my, my people have been asking me about trauma. And I was like, I don't feel trauma informed. I don't feel like I can talk about it. So like, pause and let me get back to you. And so my main focus is always just how can I serve my clients more, you know? Mm -hmm. And yes, there are, of course, like limiting beliefs that come up when you see only white faces in the successful manifestation space, right? Like, Mm -hmm. but that's what leadership is all about. Sometimes you're the first. That's literally the definition (laughs) of a leader. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this is, this is like, of course, where my privilege is coming. I didn't even like, when I asked that question, I didn't even think about how that would connect to limiting beliefs for you, even in your possibility as successful in the space. Like in my head, I was just like, oh, she's probably not seeing herself reflected in that space. But like, I didn't even connect that to the fact that then you would question if you should even be there. I'm sure that came up. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, yes. And that's like, (laughs) that is what my spiritual mentor is here to always remind me (laughs) is like bring she's always bringing me back to that like remember you've been conditioned you know yeah subconsciously because just by lack of representation you've been conditioned to believe like oh white male well I that's the one who I vote for because that's what I've always seen as like the leader right Yes. You know, and it's like, it's so subconscious. So that's why it's so important to like, when you're, when you're doing this work, quote unquote, the work Mm -hmm. to have support in it, you know, like you, especially if you don't have that in your like immediate living situation, yeah, find it somewhere else. Like it's free on the internet, surround yourself with people who are talking about this and who are, um, speaking in a way that feels really good for you, really expansive for you, who probably trigger you a little bit. Because like, you can just ask yourself, like, why did this trigger me? It doesn't have anything to do with them. It has everything to do with you. It's just a game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think you talked about in one of your podcast episodes a while back that I listened to about having, is it like your top five people? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what that just reminded me of that idea. Cause I, I think about that still after listening to that episode of being like, 
who are the five people right now that I'm like, that have, like, have what I want, you know, and that I, and I see the pot and they like remind me of the possibility, um, in a healthy way, not yeah. in a way that feels like, oh, I'm so jealous. I'm, I'm never going to attain that. Not that, but just that, like, yes, I want more of that. And I'm going to see what they're up to because they inspire the shit out of me. Yeah, exactly. And you can, it doesn't have to be, I have, a, um, I think I made a podcast episode about this. Like it's definitely on my IGTV, but you can have like an internal, you know, if you want, if you're, if you're like really creative and imaginative, you can have an internal five person little board meeting in your room and you get to just pick which souls are coming in supporting you in that right yes. is it your yes. your ancestors is it your spirit guides is it your angels is it someone living like bring their soul in and like ask them about this situation that you're mm-hmm. worried about but also like every time I drive I just listen to Abraham Hicks like that's the rule I just listen to Abraham Hicks when I drive you know so then I'm just like soaking it in you know even if I'm not fully listening because obviously my focuses on driving (laughs) you know if I'm not fully listening it's still playing in the background you know so the five people if if they're not the people who are in your physical reality like make them virtual make them audio like you know just get creative with it do you have any favorite Abraham Hicks that you like return to no I don't I've like there's been a few that I listened to a few times Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, I feel, I feel like it's soaked in. I'm like, what just happened? You know, sometimes I have to like listen to one of them a few times in order to really understand what they're saying. And, um, and then I just let it go. And I can't really, after that, I can listen to it like a month, a few months later, but I don't really want to listen to it again. No, um, totally. I go in. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I actually don't have any like go-to ones necessarily. If someone Googles, how to manifest something. 40 bazillion things come up on the internet and there's like techniques and do this, do this, do this. Sometimes they seem helpful. And sometimes I'm like, I don't, what, I don't even know what that means. Do you have any like go-to techniques when people are like, I want to learn about manifesting. I want to start to manifest these things in my life. Like what, or maybe you have some go-to ones that work well for you um, that you're willing to share. I just got into future scripting, like scripting things and writing it down before bed and right when I get up and it has been like, it just like changes my day. Yes. That's amazing that you do that because that's when your subconscious mind is at its most squishy and um, receptive. And the only thing that you need your mind for a manifestation is for reprogramming it. Um, <laughs> everything else comes from space, right? So, oh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need your mind for anything in the manifestation process other than to spend some time each day reprogramming it. But my go-to techniques for manifestation. Okay, I'm going to bring in some Abraham Hicks. Yes, the universe already knows what you want, right? You've experienced the contrast. You've experienced things that you don't like. You've experienced things that you do like. Like you've already launched like, oh, it would be nice to have this one day or it'd be like cool to live in this type of house one day or like like the universe already knows what you want. You've already thought it, right? Mm -hmm. And those thoughts are just floating out there 
in the ether at a very particular vibration, which is that that vibration is the same vibration of you um, living out that reality, right? So like, what does that feel like when you're living out that reality? It feels like, and this is just an exercise to ask yourself, right? So you can just right. play this podcast again and again and again. Yes, yes. And share it with all your friends. Absolutely. <laughs> so once you know, okay, well, once I'm, if I'm living in a house, like if I'm, I'm just going to give you one of my personal examples. Um, if I'm living in my retreat center and like, it's this healing space for people to come and heal, um, <laughs> with the, with, with nature. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine that to feel like so much ease and so much fun and so much abundance and overflow. Mm. Right. My job right now, because that desire is already floating around in the universe, my job right Mm -hmm. now is now to connect to those feelings as much as possible. Mm. Those, that feeling of healing and abundance and ease that I just mentioned, how can I feel that now? So whatever techniques work for people that most easily connects them to that, and that's going to look different for everyone. Exactly. I really like that because I think that if, if you're like me and you dive in and you want to be an A student, everything you do, then at first I was like, well, I need an hour by hour checklist basically of how to manifest things. And I need to make sure I do it right. Like I just got into this like really weird headspace with it. And some of the, you know, suggestions for how to make that happen don't work for me. They just, I don't connect to them and some do. And I think the way you just described it is so beautiful because it's just kind of, it's base. It's literally just saying, figure out whatever you can do throughout your day and throughout your week and throughout your life that reminds you of the feeling that you're moving towards. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So when I, we were in conversation with the race and manifestation discussions that I mentioned before, Mm -hmm. one of the questions that came up was, you know, I don't feel comfortable going into a dealership because I feel like like to ask to test drive something because I feel like they're going to look at me a woman of color and be like you can't afford this right and there's going to be like some sort of microaggression there yep yep and yes 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 so what I was telling her my response to her was you test driving that vehicle is not really about you actually like yes test drive the vehicle when you feel comfortable walking in there like when you know you can buy it so it doesn't fucking matter what they think yeah yeah yeah, whatever it is like but that's not the point. The point is that you can feel what it's like to have that thing that you want. Right. And Mm. people think that it's really about the thing they want, but it's not, it's about the feeling that they want to experience when they believe when they, sorry, let me back up. It's the feeling that they anticipate experiencing when they manifest or have that vehicle. Right. Is it freedom? Is it abundance? Is it power is it sex appeal like what is it that you want right yeah. <laughs> and yeah. yeah and then like start feeling that now so you don't need to go to test drive a vehicle if that 
like triggers you and you know, it's not something that you want to deal with right now, then don't deal with it. You got plenty of other things to heal on your plate right now. Like focus on those, you know, <laughs> and, and make it easier on yourself by, by tuning into the feelings now, because all your body doesn't know the difference between something you're thinking and your actual reality. Right. So you can be thinking, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. And pumping through like, Oh my gosh, it's like, there's an, there's a, um, a lion here there, right? Like, like that's all that your body's thinking. But if you tell your body like peace and calm, peace and calm, peace and calm, it will produce chemicals to allow your body to feel that. Mm -hmm. So we can manifest simply by taking some time out of our day to flood our body with the chemicals of already having what it is that we want. And that fascia moves the consciousness from our body system out into our, our aura, you know, like around six feet bubble around us. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's our field that we have the most um, sensitivity in, right. When someone enters that, it gets really sensitive. Right. So that is how much you're expanding and like you are radiating out whatever energy that you're feeling at the time, whatever your feelings and emotions are at the time, that's what you're radiating out. So very simple manifestation technique is just to like put yourself in that place of already having what it is that you want and flood your body with those chemicals, release that vibration and that energy out into the universe Like oh, I, love it. <laughs> I know the podcasters can't see my arms, but I'm like jellyfishing them out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect description. <laughs> I love that because that is attainable and that is approachable and that is not a checklist and that is ease. And that is why I think I'm probably drawn to you because that is not my go-to. And that is a, that is like, those reminders are so crucial to remember (laughs) that it it doesn't have to be hard. I like make things so hard on myself. Historically, I am so good at that. And even with this thing, it's funny that even taking like manifesting I made it really hard at first (laughs) like I made it so difficult and was just like help me like I I I can do this I believe it I really do believe it but like I'm not sure how and I need it was just like all the questions and then that is where the doubt came in and the shame and like all those other things to work through so I think that what you just described was so beautifully simple thank you I mean I'm just here as a conduit I'm just Mm -hmm. here you know to be a clear channel of communication oh I love it so so much so tell us about what's going on with your business because things have been evolving and shifting and changing and it's really exciting and I'm not even sure if I'm totally up to date I saw the last email the retreat sounds amazing. Like amazing. Isn't the right word. Like the next level oh. is like, 
I hope I hope that is something that continues um, because I am interested. Yes, I will definitely continue the retreat. It's been on my heart to be a part of retreats, host retreats, um, have them at my like not necessarily like my living space, but like on that property. That's been something mm-hmm. that's been on my manifestations. Ooh, it's five five five. Um, mm-hmm. The manifestations that I've been calling in. So yes, I will continue to do retreats. You can stay the most up to date through Instagram. If you are okay. not on Instagram, cause I know a lot of people need to take breaks, mm-hmm. then go to my website and I'm, I'm hesitant to say this, but <laughs> I'm like, just get on, get on the mailing list like the mailing list is not available as of the time this is recording which is March 16th but I've hired a VA and we are working through Ooh. things real fast so I would say by the next week or two okay. there will be a link for you to like get on the daily newsletter that basically tells you like when live events are when circles are when breath work is because yeah. I'm continuing all of that I just need to have I like, that's the next iteration of my business is like having a way to tell the people about the things, you know, <laughs> in a, yes. that I don't have to do, right. Like, I'm just want to, like, I just want to show up for the things. I don't want to do the back end parts of it. So yep. all of that is being put together for you, beautiful people. And um, soon it will be available on womanifestor.com. Okay. I'll put all everything you want me to in the show notes. Amazing. Thank mm-hmm. you. So breathwork is continuing. Circles are continuing. Retreats are continuing something I don't want it's not new I might be bringing back something that I was doing before which are my women okay. circles okay. um just in a different way this time okay. um I, I got a lot of really wonderful feedback from my first four rounds of it and I, I just feel like I need to mix it up a little bit so mm-hmm. um that's going to be coming back in April of 2021 so keep okay. ears and eyes open for that which will all be on my website womanifestor.com too can you explain what a circle is for people or a women's circle yeah so this is for anyone who um identifies as a woman um but basically we gather for a set amount of time either it's eight weeks or 12 weeks or something like that Mm -hmm. five months whatever it is at a set on set dates right so when you when you um sign up you like know what the set dates are and we meet we gather we start with meditation intention setting checking in um there's always curriculum in between the calls uh in between the gatherings and so we talk about the curriculum um and answer questions and then we do like check-ins where each woman gets a a set amount of time whether it's eight minutes or 10 minutes or whatever it is for us to just pour into her and for her to just be witness and for her to share what's on her heart and for people to just listen listen from a place of love right and like not have Mm -hmm. to tell her what to do or pat her on the back or do anything just like hold that loving space for her to be witnessed um on her journey and you know there's there'll be a time to like answer questions and like pour into people and like do some coaching. And so I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what all that looks like, which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. but in the past, like that's kind of been the, the structure of it. And it's, 
and then having a, a rotating accountability partners in between the calls too has been really nice, but I'm feeling the need to stretch it out a little bit longer. Um, okay. just to like, yeah, support more in the integration process. So more information about those circles coming soon, but that's basically what a circle is like started off by hosting circles in homes started off by hosting circles in homes. Um, then COVID hit and yeah. my guidance, or even before COVID hit, my guidance was like online circles, online circles. And I was like, what? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Now here we are and it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, circles or group work has been something on my mind lately instead of doing one-on-one coaching. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm interested to, I might pick your brain a little bit more. Stay tuned. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think that there's a lot of power that comes from that gathering. Yeah. Of people. Yeah. Absolutely. Gathering. Well, of course, because there's multiple people holding your vision too, right? Like they're also yeah. like pushing out into the ether, like, wow, I really hope that um, Sarah like gets that promotion, right? Like they're putting out like Sarah and like, getting that promotion into the universe too. Like they have yeah. a feeling too. So when you gather in groups, your visions are amplified. And um, there's been so much like people making connections, you know, behind the scenes of the circles, right? Because like, oh, you're interested in massage school. Like you should talk to my friend and then, oh, you connect and then you get all the answers that you want. You find the perfect massage school, like beautiful manifest it. (laughs) You know, it's like, yes, they're carrying messages for each other. So it's like, bring the people together is definitely something that I will be doing continuously. Oh, I love that. So then did you want to talk about the retreat at all? I can most definitely talk about the retreat. It is, it's a space where, I mean, it's called ease retreat. Like I said, everything I'm doing now is ease related. And it's really meant to be a place for you to drop in to you. Like let's, I'm just creating space for you to drop in to you, to what you want to do, to um, how you want to spend your day. I mean, it's not like there, are, there is structure, right? Like there's mm-hmm. going to be um, silent mornings, for example. So until like 10 or 11 o'clock, everyone's silent Like breakfast will already be made and like they won't have to think about it. They won't have to prep for anything. They just wake up and eat and do their morning meditation or journaling or hiking or whatever it is they want to do. And then we'll come together and like start off with circle, you know, and like gathering together. This is just like an example day, but this is what I'm imagining. Like you have free space. We come together, do something. We have a meal. Um, and then, you know, you have some free space in the afternoon. We come together, we learn something, we have a meal, like those types of things where it's like, there's, there's spaciousness and that I've been a part of retreats in the past that are just like, boom, 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 super scheduled. And I'm like, Oh, it's too much. Like, uh, yes. Agreed. Let them be bored. You know, mm. damn. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's in, in, it's in the boredom that we rediscover what's in here, mm-hmm. what's inside. We're not so focused on the outside. And we listen. And we listen. Exactly. Yeah. That's so good. At first, this was going to be called Spark Seminar. And I was like, oh, it's way too masculine for me. I needed something else. <laughs> <laughs> but that's basically what's happening. It's like, I'm just creating this space for like this hub 
for minds and hearts to gather in with the shared intention of dropping in and receiving inner guidance and not taking in so much of like what's going on in the outside world, but to really, I mean, all of the answers are inside, but you can't, you can't access them from a place of stress. Mm -mm. (laughs) No, you cannot. No. Mm -mm. Well, I love that. I'm really excited to continue hearing more and just, yeah, I just love it. I just love hearing what you're up to and getting to be a part of it when I can. And it's, it's really beautiful work. It's inspiring. Thank you, Carly. I really, it's been so wonderful to hold space for you and to witness your growth over the past several months and to be a part of it. And I'm very, very grateful that our paths have crossed. Yes. Agreed. Thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate that. Is there anything that you have like this burning desire to share that I haven't given you space or that has come up or is there anything, anything like that? No, I feel complete. I mean, I love, I always like to end my podcast by like asking that if you receive value from this podcast, that you share it with someone that you love, you share it with someone who you think would benefit from hearing it. And if that happens to be through Instagram, feel free to tag me and Carly. Mm-hmm. I'm at mm-hmm. Manifester. So um, I would love to, I just love hearing someone message me today. I've been like wanting to not do my podcast anymore. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I've been like really sitting with like doing a lot of journaling and release work around it. Cause it was like basically how I got started. And I, realized that I needed to give myself so much more permission around like what a podcast is and like how to show Mm. up for it and all those things. So anywho, um, I just want to commend you for doing this work because I know podcasting is not easy (laughs) and, um, you know, providing a free service like this is really a big deal. So know that you're everything that you put out there isn't like the momentum is not lost. Thank you so much. Thank you for Mm -hmm. saying that. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So people are definitely going to want to connect with you after this Instagram and the website. Those are the best. Those are the ways. Those are the ways Instagram and website. Both are womanifester W O M A N I F E S T E R. Thanks for listening to another episode of Consciously Clueless. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. We got into everything, spirituality and manifestation, religion, trauma, action, all of it. It was so great. If you are enjoying this podcast, hit subscribe wherever you're listening. If you want to help me get this into the ears of more listeners, send it to a friend, text it to a family member, share on social media and tag me. Whatever you can do always helps me out. To be read on air as a review of the week, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And if you haven't yet, head over to patreon.com slash consciouslycarly and see what I'm up to. Until next time.